As you dive into this teaching from High Point Church, we pray that it will help you grow in your faith as you believe in, belong to, and become more like Jesus. If these messages bless you, would you consider giving back in support of this ministry? You can give and learn more about High Point at www.highpoint.church. Well, this past year, we have been forced in some ways, if you think about it, to step back as a church. Many of you have stepped right back in. Others have taken kind of some small steps. Some people have stepped away from serving. Some have stepped up in serving. Some have allowed this caution to turn to complacency. Uh, Some have stepped into the church for the first time. Some have felt a little bit lost and lonely in this season and kind of feel stuck. Some people, they have stepped away from the church and never are going to come back again. Some have stepped away and now are stepping back into the church. Can you kind of relate to what we're dealing with in this season? You know, as a pastor, it's been a challenging season to be a pastor. But I'm here to tell you that God is faithful, that God has been faithful, that God is faithful. I'm so thankful for all of you here today and your faithfulness, whether you're here on the main floor or up in the balcony or you're joining us online, we're so thankful for you. The title of the message today is this, DTR Church. So if we're going to define our relationship with the church, we need to define first what we're talking about when we're talking about the church. Uh, The church is more than a building. We learned that in this last year, that the church never closed because the church is more than a building. Uh, The church is not an event. It's more than a worship service on a Sunday or a catalog of programs to be involved in throughout the week. Uh, The church is more than an organization. Yes, we have elders and a staff. We have an org chart and a finance department but we're more than a 501c3 organization. So what is the church? Well, if you're taking notes, jot this down. Here's a definition for the church. The church is a movement of people who are transformed by Jesus and are advancing the message, the mission, and the ministry of Jesus throughout the world. That the church is people. It's not a pastor. The church is people. We, the people. It's a people that have been transformed by Jesus, who have been captivated and changed by Jesus. And so we're on the move. We're advancing the message of Jesus. And what is that? That's the gospel. That Jesus came to save sinners from their sins. That we're about advancing the mission of Jesus. And what is that? to make disciples. And we're advancing the ministry of Jesus, which is to serve others. Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. And we're doing it throughout the world. It's a global movement here, there, and everywhere. How many of you would say that we live in a broken world marred by sin? For sure. Jesus Christ is the hope for the world, amen? And God works through his church. Why does God work through his church? Because we're a people that are transformed by Jesus. And we're about advancing the message and the mission and the ministry of Jesus throughout the earth. Amen? And that is why God works in the church. Where did this movement start? This movement started back in the book of Acts. Acts. 
And uh, we see that it was a small group of people who were transformed by Jesus, who were filled by the Spirit. And 2,000 years later, this movement continues as a global movement, including a few billion people today. And we, High Point Church, is a part of that movement. So who is High Point Church? Well, High Point Church is a movement within the movement. High Point Church is a movement of churches in local communities. That we exist to help people believe in, belong to, and become like Jesus. We're about advancing the message and the mission and the ministry of Jesus here in Naperville and in Wheaton and in Romeoville and North Aurora and Monmouth and in St. Charles and Hinsdale and beyond. That we have a vision to advance the message and mission and ministry of Jesus inside the walls of Stateville Prison, continue to pray that God would open up doors for opportunity for that. Through our High Point Send network of churches, the gospel is advancing in the United States and around the world in places like Romania and in St. Vincent. Through High Point Global, we're supporting 40 missionaries who are advancing the gospel in these countries. I'm telling you, it's a movement and we're a part of that movement. Movements move. You can't have a movement if there's not movement. When movement stops, movements stop. That we are a church that's on the move with God. Are you on the move? If you have your Bibles, open them up to Acts chapter two verses 42 to 47, this paragraph is where we are going to be anchored in, rooted in today. That this is the first description of the church that we see in the New Testament. That they were a church that was on the move. Follow along with me as I read, starting in verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And those who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and their belongings and distributing the proceeds to all, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God get this, and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. Is this not a church on the move? For sure. So let's take a look at five values of a church that's on the move. I hope that you're taking notes today. Here is value number one. Value number one is this, is that we are one to worship, one to worship. Well, where do we see this? It says this in verse 42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Right from the get-go, we see movement that they were devoting themselves to. This isn't past tense. This isn't like I went to church on Easter. I was in a growth group last fall but this is present tense, that they were continually devoting themselves to these things, that they were persisting in these things, that they were moving forward in these things. 
Well, why were they so devoted to these things? Well, it's because they were transformed by Jesus. Notice the verse right before, verse 41, it says this. So those who received his word were baptized and there were added to their day about 3,000 souls. That they had experienced Jesus and Jesus had transformed them. An encounter with Jesus changes us. We realize that we're sinners and we need a savior. We receive his gift of grace and his forgiveness in our life and we choose to follow him. Many in the church were able to look back at that moment that is in verse 41, that moment as their moment, their moment of salvation. So let me ask you a question. Have you had a personal encounter with Jesus? Have you made that personal decision to turn from your sin and embrace Christ by faith for the forgiveness of your sin and to choose to follow him? When was your moment? Do you have clarity? Do you have certainty about your salvation? Our salvation shouldn't be something that we think we have. It should be something that we know that we have. And they had that confidence in. When we make that decision to follow Jesus, we are one, W-O-N. We're one to the Lord and we're one to worship. And because they were one to worship, they were devoting themselves to four things. Do you see what the four things are? We see them on the screen, the apostles' teaching, that we are a church that's committed to teaching the word of God because we believe the word of God is the words of God. That they were, developed, they were devoted to fellowship. This is spiritual togetherness. That because of Jesus, we have fellowship with God and we have fellowship with each other. Fellowship is partnership. It's participating in the gospel together. That they were devoted to the breaking of bread. This, of course, is reflecting and remembering the sacrifice of Christ on the cross through communion. It's an element of worship. And they were devoting themselves to prayers. This is calling out to the Lord in prayer. Notice the plural form, prayers. This isn't just a one-time prayer. This is ongoing prayers. It's been a challenging season, hasn't it? You feel like you're just kind of like hanging in there, maybe like this cat, or maybe like this guy on a cliff. You're just like trying to survive. Well, we don't want you to just survive spiritually. We want you to thrive spiritually. Well, how do, you, how do you thrive spiritually? Well, it's when you realize that worship isn't just an event that you go to periodically on a Sunday. But it's when you have a lifestyle of worship and you're continually devoting yourselves to the word and to fellowship, to worship and to prayer. And so let me ask you a question. As we are on a movement together, have you been one to worship? Have you been one to the Lord? Are you growing spiritually in these things that we are talking about today? Value number one is one to worship. Value number two is this, is that we are saved to serve. Well, where do we see this? We see this in the very next verse. We're just breaking down this paragraph verse by verse. 
pulling out principles, pulling out values. And awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. When God is present, when God is on the move, there is a sense of awe. Notice signs and wonders. The signs and wonders were being done by the apostles, those who were saved to serve others, to point people to Jesus. That was always the end goal of signs and wonders in the Bible, was always to point people to Jesus. If you have been saved, you've been saved to serve, not to serve yourself, but to serve others as there is need, to point people to Jesus. As the church continued to grow in the book of Acts, we saw those who were saved served. Whether it was serving tables, whether it was caring for people, whether it was hosting people in their homes, those who were saved served. I'm so thankful for all the people in our church who are faithfully serving the Lord, even stepping up in serving even in this season. Ephesians chapter four says this, that each is to do his or her part in building up the body of Christ in love. The body of Christ, that's an analogy of what the church is. The body of Christ, the bride of Christ, the family of God, all of those are illustrations of who we are as a church. And we all have a part to build up the body in love. Think about all the moving parts that are even happening today those who are serving up in kids' ministry, those who are serving on our production team, those who are helping out on our host teams, and so many more, lots of moving parts. So thankful for everyone who is serving. Hope that you are able to join us for our celebration night. It's returning uh, later on this month. Jot this down on your notes on Sunday, May the 23rd at five o'clock. Be here in this room. Uh, it's a annual event that we didn't do last year, but we're bringing back again this year. We gather together, we celebrate who God is and what he's been doing in our church this year. We honor all of our volunteer teams. We recognize uh, people with some awards and then we're gonna move outside and we're gonna have a massive block party and there's gonna be food and fun. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a great night to be a part of things. Celebration night, May the 23rd. I hope that you'll be a part of it. Again, I'm so thankful for all who serve in our church. But I also wonder how many people come and experience ministry from the church, consume ministry, but never contribute in ministry through serving. I'm sure it's not you. Or is it? Every weekend we're seeing more and more people come into our worship center. So good to see each and every one of you and a lot of familiar faces for those who have been returning online back here. If you're joining us online, know that when you're ready, we have a seat for you. We can't wait to welcome you back. There's lots of new people that are coming into our church. I'm so thankful for our host teams and how they welcome people. It's an easy way to serve. Just show up 30 minutes before your preferred service time and help welcome people into the church. We have been saved to serve. My passion is to help you find your passion. I want you to experience the immense joy and growth that comes from finding a ministry that produces abundant fruitfulness in your life as well as in the life of the church. So are you on the move? Are you serving? Well, let's see what the next value is. Value number three is this, is that we are blessed to invest. 
It says this in verses 44 and 45, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and their belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Now, this isn't an example of socialism or communism. This isn't a mandate for communal living, that this isn't virtue signaling that we need to share our houses and our cars and our clothes with others, that this is purely optional. But this is a symbol of the early church being unified together. Notice that it says this, that they had all things in common. That Jesus and his movement, Jesus and his church was everything to them. And that is what they had in common. And so they were so blessed to be a part of the church. They were so blessed to be a part of their church. We're blessed. We're blessed to invest. What does it mean to invest? What are we investing in? Well, we're investing in the movement of God about advancing his uh, message and mission and ministry throughout the world. That's what we are investing in. It's been said that your wallet is the greatest revealer of your heart. I said it's been said that because that's what Jesus says. Jesus says this. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Do you want to see what you treasure, what you love? Look at your bank statement. That will show you what you treasure. This church, this early church, was a generous church. You can't fake generosity. <laughs> There's a couple in this church that learned that the hard way. Anyone familiar with the story of Ananias and Sapphira? Acts chapter five, they sold a piece of property, they gave part of it to the church, they kept part of it to themselves and God struck them dead. I think now's probably a good time to invite the ushers to come forward with the offering bags. <laughs> I hope you understand that the extreme consequence had nothing to do with the amount that they gave or didn't give. The extreme consequence came because they lied to God, they were fronting. And so what Ananias and Sapphira are as bad examples, negative examples, the extreme consequences, what we see here in Acts chapter two is of the amazing example, the positive example of the early church and their amazing generosity and the blessing that they received as a result of that. That the early church was a generous church. You, you are a generous church. How many of you were here a few weekends ago when we got up on the platform and we said, hey, we've got this church down in St. Vincent and there's this volcano that's going off and there's thousands of people that are being displaced and High Point St. Vincent is taking care of people that are looking for homes and shelters and we need funds to provide immediate relief. How many of you were there that weekend? We talked about setting a goal of $50,000. If you've been tracking that, that we raised over $60,000 between us and our network churches. Let me give you an update about how God has been using your generosity. These are resources 
that are, have been given to, you can see even the High Point logo right there, have been given to a High Point Church in St. Vincent to distribute to others. The next we'll see that they're taking it out into the community. This is your generosity at work. That High Point St. Vincent is in charge of nine shelters in their community. This is one of nine, and this is a line to get food uh, in that country. In one of the shelters, uh, they had a worship service. And this is 12 people who came to know Christ in the midst of their crisis, amen? Again, this is your generosity at work, that you're a generous church. Do you need to have a DTR with your wallet? If you think about generosity being a ladder, are you moving up the ladder in generosity? Are you moving down the ladder in generosity? Maybe you've stepped off the ladder of generosity. If everyone in our church gave as much as you gave, would the gospel be advancing more or less because of your generosity? The early church, a value that we see is that they were blessed to invest. A value number four is this, matured to multiply. Well, where do we see this? We see this in verse 46. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. That they were multiplying because they were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. They were maturing, and because they were maturing in those ways, they were multiplying in the temple as well as in homes. They, first, they gathered together in the temple as many as 3,000 people. It started with a handful of people. Now it became a mega church. It's good for us to gather together. It's good for us to gather together here in this church. It's good for us to see each other, to fill this worship center with our voices of worship to the Lord. It's good to gather together to dig into God's word. The early church gathered together in the temple. In verse five, we see that they gathered together from every nation under heaven. That the early church gathered together from places like Egypt and Rome and Arabia and Israel. That the early church was a multi-ethnic church different cultures, different languages, different skin tones. That in the midst of their diversity, there was unity because they were united together in Jesus. Jesus was the center of why they gathered together. That the church, our church, should be a reflection of heaven. Sadly, it's been said that in America, Sunday mornings is the most segregated time in our country. Pastor Ron started High Point Church 21 years ago with the vision that we would be more diverse than what our community is. I'm so thankful for the diversity that we have in our church. Hispanics and Russians and Asians and African Americans, female, male, young, old, married, single. I'm so thankful for the diversity and the unity that we have in the midst of our diversity. 
but we have a long way to go to reflect what we're going to experience in heaven. That the early church, they gathered together in the temple and then they also gathered together in homes. That they shared meals together, not reluctantly or under compulsion, but they shared meals gladly and generously with each other. That they not only opened up their homes, but they opened up their lives to one another. We're becoming a world that's increasingly isolated, aren't we? Put up privacy fences around our homes, we put up privacy fences around our lives. All you have to do is Google technology and isolation, you'll see lots of articles about how technology gives the illusion of connectivity, but it's robbing us from healthy human interaction. I read a study this week from 2018 by Nielsen, and it says this, that the average American in the United States consumes 10.5 hours a day of media. That's not interacting. That's not socializing. That's captivated by a screen for 10.5 hours a day. That study was done in 2018. Compound that with the pandemic of 2020. Stay at home order. Work from home. Do online school from home. Church from home. The consequences that we have experienced in emotional, relational, mental, spiritual health that loneliness, depression, anxiety, addiction, suicide are all on the rise. Listen, God has existed eternally as a relational being, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he's created us as relational beings to be in relationship with himself as well as with each other. That you need each other. We need each other. And others need you. Romans 1.12 says this. It says that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Again, you need each other. We need each other. And others, other people, they need you as well. I know I need the encouragement, the support, the prayer, the counsel from others. And I'm guessing if I need that, you need that as well. Here at High Point, our growth groups are the primary place for discipleship and care. It's the place that you can go and you can drop the privacy fence and you can be your authentic self and be welcomed. It's the place to grow in the word and grow in relationship with each other. I know we're ending a season of, of um, growth groups, but we're encouraging all growth groups to continue through the summer. It might change in the format and frequency, but we need that relational and spiritual connection with each other. So let me ask you a question. Are you moving closer to relational and spiritual community? Or are you moving closer to relational and spiritual isolation. 
If we're going to be a church that's on the move, we need to be moving towards relational and spiritual community. Well, let's look at value number five. Value number five is this, is that we have been found to find. We see this at the very last verse in the paragraph. And praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Notice the results. People were being saved day by day. That the early believers, they were transformed by Jesus and they were on the move. They were about advancing the message and mission and ministry of Jesus. And they had favor with all the people. Why did they have favor with all the people? It's because they had genuine love and they had an authentic faith. And people were attracted to them. So thankful for our High Point Cares ministry and our care centers at each location. And did you know that we continue to serve 450 families a week? Is that not amazing? We provide resources and relationships and referrals through our care center. That God has given us great favor in our community because of our care centers. But our favor with people needs to be beyond our care center. Favor with people needs to be included even here in this space. As people walk in the doors for the first time into our church, do they feel welcome? Do they feel welcome not just because someone's wearing a lanyard out in the lobby, but is your love so genuine and your faith so authentic that they feel welcomed by you. That if we're going to have a welcoming church, it involves having a welcoming culture, and a welcoming culture involves all of us. And so those who are found, we were once lost, now we're found, we've experienced God's forgiveness in our lives. It's our job to now go and find others. Well, I think we have made this a little more complicated than what it needs to be. What are we talking about? It's just caring and sharing. It's having genuine love, caring enough for people that are around you, whether they're neighbors or coworkers or people that are at the health club. Caring enough for people and then sharing your authentic faith, sharing what Jesus has done in your life. I hear that you're hurting. Can I tell you about a God who loves you? I see that you're struggling. To be honest, I struggled like that too. But Christ has set me free. Can I tell you about it? I go to this church. It's called High Point Church. You should join me any Sunday. Join me this Sunday. I'd love to have you come and experience what I have experienced. Being a witness for Christ is not being loud, obnoxious, pushy. But it's being kind, it's being loving, it's being sincere. It's genuine love and an authentic faith. It's caring and sharing. 
So let's review these values. I hope that you've been taking notes, but let's review these values. What are the values? One to worship, save to serve, blessed to invest, mature to multiply, found to find. Does this look familiar to anyone here? These are our values here at High Point Church. That these aren't just values that we have on a wall or on our website. This is who we are as a church. Some people have been asking, well, has the church changed in this last year? Where's the church going? All you need to do is open up your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 2. You can see that we are about the same values that the early church was about. Is that not awesome? And so these are our values. They can't really be our values unless they're your values. And when they become your values personally, then they become our values collectively. So are these your values? Because if they become your values, then they can be our values together. So let's have a DTR. I remember having a DTR with Camille back in 1994. We had met after college and we had been dating and we got to that point in the relationship that it would be unhealthy to continue to date each other without making a commitment to each other. So shortly after that DTR, that defining the relationship moment, I got on a knee and I gave her a ring. The following summer, June 1995, we became husband and wife. That's right, next month is year 26 for us. Some of you, you've been hanging around High Point for a few months or a few years. Would you be willing to say yes to being a part of the movement that God is doing through his church. You know, some churches, they talk about church membership, but the problem is the church isn't Costco, the church isn't a country club. That membership itself communicates privilege and entitlement and status. And so starting this month, starting with this message, we're changing our language here at High Point. It's no longer membership, but it's partnership. It's no longer become a church member, but be a partner at High Point. To be a partner, it communicates spiritual togetherness. To be a partner communicates that we have shared values, that we're living out the same values of the early church today. To be a partner communicates activity. It communicates participation. It communicates being on the move with God and his church. To be a partner is to advance the message and the mission and the ministry of Jesus here, there, and everywhere. So can we have a DTR? Define your relationship with the church. Now that you know what our values are, the same values of the early church, 
Are you willing to say yes? Are you willing to say yes to be on mission? Are you willing to say yes to being a part of God's movement in his church? I encourage all of you to pull out your phones. Go ahead, pull out your phones. If you're willing to say yes to being a part of God's movement of helping people believe in, belong to, and become like Jesus, just text yes to the number that you see on the screen. If you've been a member for a long time, this should be a real simple thing to do. It's just text in yes. You might be going, well, I made my commitment years ago. Well, think about this. How do you think it would work in my marriage if I told Camille that? Well, I made a commitment to you back in 1995, but I never reaffirmed or reassured her that commitment ever since then. So this is an opportunity right now. Maybe you've been a member, you can reaffirm, reassure that you are a part of God's movement here. Text in yes. Maybe you've been hanging out for High Point for a couple of months, maybe a couple of years, you've been hesitating. Today's the day that you can join the movement. Be a part of what God is doing. You can text in yes. <laughs> but I can tell looking at some of your faces, you're still skeptical. Still resistant. Well, this isn't a perfect church. No, it's not because you're here and I'm here. It's not a perfect church. I wish these things would be different. Thankful for a wife who loves me in spite of my flaws and who believes the best in me, is willing to walk the journey as we grow together. Maybe the church shouldn't be about us and our opinions. But what if the church was about God and about serving others? Are you willing to text yes? To be on the move with what God is doing in his church. Your text yes are gonna come right to me. I can't wait to see you respond in this way. Well, why don't we stand as we pray and continue on in our worship? Heavenly Father, we thank you for our church. We thank you for what you're doing in our church. God, we're blessed to be a part of it. We're blessed to be a part of the movement of your work here, there, and everywhere. God, we recognize our need for you. We recognize our need for others. God, we realize that if you're gonna be the center of this church, that first you need to be the center of our lives. 
And so God, would we be on the move with you personally? And as we are on the move with you personally, that we would be on the move with you collectively. Jesus, be the center of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.